for 30 minutes, look at that verse, and write down everything that comes to mind. Uh Here's what's going to happen. You're going to go for five minutes solid, and you're going to kill it for five minutes. Uh And you're going to write down things that you notice and see. And and then all of a sudden, it's going to come to a screeching halt, Uh and you're going to think you're done, and you got 25 minutes left. Uh And ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you give me the questions I should be asking? Uh And just wait. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Today we are talking about peace. It is Christmas season. The radio's playing songs about peace on earth and all of that. And probably if you're driving right now, there's chaos, there's people on the road, people are shopping, people are running around like crazy, getting ready for all the Christmas stuff. Chad, what does the Bible have to say about peace? Do you like that setup? That was my transition. How long do we have? Uh, it says a lot about peace. Yeah, 20 minutes. You, you know what I was thinking? So Christmas season. So I um, I read the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. and uh, I, I used to get the paper like old school, uh-huh. but then they... they the guy wasn't bringing it early enough. Like some days I'd be ready to read it and it wasn't there yet and it was driving me crazy. So now I'm reading it on my iPad like like I live in the year 2022 yeah, or something. welcome. Yeah, thank you. But one of the things that the Wall Street Journal does is on the left side, there's like a summary of everything you're going to get in that issue. Uh-huh. It's like little paragraphs. Yep. And so – I would probably just read that and be like, all right, thanks. Well, I, that's what I do a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Actually, I read those, the summary – and then I read the opinion section. Uh-huh. I always like that. It helps me learn some stuff. But um, I was just reading the summaries, and it was like bad news, worse news. Mm-hmm. The world's falling apart. The yep. stock market's falling apart. Crypto's falling apart. Yep. You know, everything's falling apart. And I'll read that, you know, and then I go to the Bible, mm-hmm. right, and and read about peace. And it's, it's just this polar opposite of of news. Yeah. Right? The Bible's good news of great joy for all people, the ultimate message of Scripture. And then the Wall Street Journal's just bad yeah. news every day. I, I'm going to tell you this right now since you brought it up. And this is not prescriptive. This is not people should do this necessarily. Maybe somebody's listening and this is what you need to do. A couple of years ago, I just got tired of all the bad news. I yeah. got tired of social media and all that. So I stopped going on social media, like deleted the apps off my phone. I, I had a news feed where I would just get all the bad news just being sent to me all the time. I deleted that off the phone. And for two years, I've not really known what's going on in the, in the world. It sounds terrible. Here's here's what I've learned, by the way. So I do know. Ignorance kinda, is bliss, my friend. Well, not having that constant just stream of bad information, I've yeah. been so much more at peace. Yeah. I bet. And even though you know things at, at home might be chaotic or work might be chaotic, and there, there's definitely stress, there's still that. But there's not this lack of peace. There's not this anxiety that I used to feel like I had because there was all that that negativity. Now, what I have learned, when something really big happens, I'll hear about it. And it's not through the feed on my phone. It's not through social media. It, it's through this this old school thing called you know conversation, human react, you know interactions, and all that. Somebody will tell me from all me, the other people that correct because they're all yeah. talking about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what are you guys talking about? You haven't heard. And so eventually it bubbles up and you hear about it. But anyhow, well, I go in phases. Katrina keeps me 
in tune to what's going on. You mm-hmm. know, she's from Scotland, so she reads the BBC. Yeah, and uh, and she, and she reads the journal. Well, too. When I had my news feed, I had it from all the different like news oh, carriers yeah, from yeah, all yeah. over the world because I wanted the I wanted the most balanced perspective. So I'm like, I want to hear what every one of these news outlets is saying about the same thing. Well, you got to read, you know, this outlet, this outlet, and just divide by two. That's somewhere right. Somewhere in there, there was some mathematics reality. involved for sure. Oh, everybody's playing there. And card. I will say this about you, Chad. This is something that that I admire about you. You can you can read that and you can go. Yeah, that's not going to bother me today, where I, I would probably <laughs> ponder it all throughout the day. You kind of just shoulder shrug it, and it, it goes away. So My brain tends to know what to keep and what to discard. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. So peace. Peace. Everything the Bible has to say about peace, go. Peace, baby. Um, I can tell you what I'm learning, mm-hmm. and it's something that I haven't seen before. Uh, you know, the Christmas story is the same every year. Uh-huh. I, I, I've teased the past few years about that. You know, we start the Christmas season. It's time to talk about Christmas. And I'm like, hey, all you 12,000 people that come to Sun Valley, I got nothing new for you. <laughs> yep. Um, the narrative, the facts of the story, everything is the same again this year. But, but it's one, new to somebody. Oh, yeah. It, it is. Well, and there's always a newness to it mm-hmm. uh, because we have to learn the lesson that I'm about to share with us right now. Yeah. Um, in the King James Version, uh the message from the angel to the shepherd reads a little differently mm-hmm. than it does in modern translations. Mm-hmm. So modern translation is, uh, fear not, do not be afraid. Uh, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Mm-hmm. Today in the city of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. That's the NIV. And this is the angel talking to the shepherds in the field who are out there at night. And all of a sudden, this angel shows up and they're terrified. They're thinking they're going to die. Some alien just showed up, whatever. And then uh, (laughs) instead, he gives this message. Well, beings in the sky. Uh I mean, that that would be scary. Um, But that verse of scripture, the good news, uh, is where we get the word gospel. That's Mm -hmm. what the word gospel means. Mm -hmm. So the angel says, um, you know, fear not, I bring you the gospel. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's the gospel? We have a Savior. Who is Christ the Lord? But in the King James Version, it says something like, do not be afraid. But then there's this word Uh that's not in the modern translations. Uh And it's this word. It's do not be afraid. And then it's this word, behold. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be for all people. Right? Um, That word behold is is not in modern translations. Sometimes it'll say, look. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I think that's a bummer. I actually think that's a mistake. Because uh, when you go back and look at the Greek, there's there's a word like that in there. Uh-huh. It's behold or, or look. Uh, but the idea is look intently. Uh-huh. So so here's, here's an exact translation from the Greek, right? The angel says, do not be afraid. Look intently. Into the good news of great joy for all people. We have a Savior who is Messiah or, or Christ the Lord. Uh-huh. I think one of the secrets of peace is beholding the gospel. Yeah. Uh, looking intently into the reality of, of the gospel. Uh-huh. And so I talked about it on a, on a weekend. But that, um, even this morning and the day that we're recording this, uh, I woke up really early. I actually wasn't stressed or anything. I just mm-hmm. woke up early. Yep. Um, and so I was I was working on the sermon, and that just leapt off the page. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be afraid 
if you will look intently into the good news. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be afraid if you will behold the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in another Christmas season, and the story is still the same, and we will miss the peace of it all mm-hmm. unless we choose to behold. And so I, I think um, God's word to me, and so usually whatever God's teaching me, I tell everybody else, mm-hmm. is, dude, behold. Yeah. Behold, I've given you the gospel. Behold, God made flesh, right? Behold, uh, the Savior of the world. And I think those of us, especially who've been around it for a long time, we're like, yeah, 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 I know that. Uh, do you? Yeah. You know? There's a difference in uh, knowing something and beholding and being in awe yeah. of that something. If I could, if I that, could, that'll preach, won't it? It absolutely. Even Behold. as you're talking, like I have so many images popping into my head of just what is the current landscape, what is the current reality. If I could describe life, society, all of that, we're just so hurried. Like everybody's hurried, and in Christmas season, I feel like there's even more of it. Like my schedule is more full right now than it is for the whole rest of the year. Like there's stuff every night going on. There's stuff early in the morning. I have meetings all the time. We're getting ready for year end stuff. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Get right. out of my way. I'm getting yeah. to the cashier. And by the way, we got to get on here. We got to shop for this, and we got to get this ready. And we're going to this house on this day, and we got to have this food here. And and, and to pause enough to because be, you can't behold in a hurry, right? You can't you can't focus in. And, and allow chaos to be running your life. I, I imagine, you know, stopping and kind of, you know, putting your head up against the, the glass or whatever on a window and putting your hands around and just kind of trying to look into the, the storefront. I don't know if people even do that anymore. You, you just do that on your phone and shop on Amazon. But I have that picture of in the chaos of everything and seeing something and really focusing in on it and looking at it. Or I have a buddy who's a, he's a big hunter. And so he shows me the video of he's out there and there's just so much landscape and he's got his, his little scope, his glass, and he's he's scanning and he's scoping and then he sees this buck, right? And he's yeah. showing me the video of it. Behold and he's the behold. Buck. Yeah, but it, it took a it took time, it took focus. He says, We hike up onto this ridge, we sit there and we just glass for like an hour. Well Yeah. To keep it real. He's hunting for that thing to behold. That's right. Are we hunting to behold? Yeah, which I think is the point I'm trying to get to is we have to. If you're going to behold, if you're going to have that moment of peace, not just in theory or on your radio, but in your actual life, yeah, uh, you, you have to seek it out. You have to look for it because society and our culture and all that, it's not going to put it up on a pedestal and shine a light on it. It's going to shine lights on all the other stuff, all the peripheral stuff. Get your attention with all of that. Uh, but to behold the actual gospel, this is this is the reason why we, you know, there's this moment every Christmas Eve, and it's funny because we do it every year where it's like, let's light the candle. And, you know, I've been in church for a long time. I've been working at Sun Valley for a long time. Like, here we go. We're going to light the candle again. It's silent night it's again. It's silent night again. We're doing this. We do this every year. And then I'm in the room in the moment. And if I could describe it for a moment in time, as a church, we gather together and we behold the beauty of the gospel of Jesus meeting us where we're at. And every time I get emotional and every time I get mad at myself for getting emotional, because <laughs> I knew this was coming. I knew we were going to light the candle. But there's something that to me, that is the that moment that I now I look forward to. And I'm like, I know we did this last year. I can't wait to do it again or whatever it is, because I know we're going to behold the gospel and the beauty of it. Well, and as pastors, I mean, we, again, that's my joke. The mm-hmm. story of Christmas is the same again this year. But um, 
we feel this pressure. I got to give something new. Yeah. And, and yet all through the pages of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. when God's giving instructions to his people, at this time of the year, I want you to think about this. At this time of the year, I want you to think That's about right. this. And it's a repeat every year. Why is that? Uh, Because we will never get past if we stop and behold the depth and richness of the love of God for man and through the person of Jesus. I mean, it's it's, seriously like we're over that? Mm -hmm. Um, We will spend all eternity – uh, celebrating that uh, when I when I at four thirty this morning when I was sitting by the fire next to my dog mm-hmm. and the word behold in this other translation kind of leapt off the page. I was actually reading. Uh, I'll recommend a book. Uh, Tim Keller wrote a book called The Hidden Christmas, hmm. and uh, I was reading it, and he uses the King James, uh-huh. and he just makes a little one-off statement about it. But then I dug it. Yeah, I dug deep with it. Uh, so good. Um, but I was thinking, you know, what do I behold? Mm-hmm. And uh, I gave this illustration recently uh, talking about Katrina, my wife. So there's, there's every day. She's my wife. Yes, she's beautiful. I love her. Great. And we get on with life, mm-hmm. right? Because kids got to go to school. I got to go to work. We got to mm-hmm. pay the bills, you know, all that stuff. But there are moments in the course of a given year when we're on vacation mm-hmm. or it's a date night and, and we're chill. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we argue on date nights. So we talk about that every once in a while, yeah, too. That's, that's normal. That happens sometimes. But every once in a while on vacation or on a date night, um, I'm, I'm slowed down. Mm-hmm. I'm in an eye-to-eye conversation with her, you know, over candlelight or whatever. And it's like, behold, there's my wife. Mm-hmm. And in those moments, I really see her yeah. uh, for who she is. And I see, again, why I married that woman, yep. right? And she's so smart mm-hmm. and funny. And uh, I wish I thought she was as funny as she thinks she is. But <laughs> you know, uh, She's all these wonderful things. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't resist that in case she listens to this podcast. <laughs> That's a little joke between us. But um, I just behold her. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm like, I, I'm still in love with this woman, yeah. you know, 21 years later. And man, this Christmas, if we could behold the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, my wife is beautiful and, and wonderful, but but the gospel, yeah. you know, right? Even 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 beyond what we could imagine. I call I call those what you just described with Katrina. I call those my lucid moments. There, That's good. There are moments where you almost have an out of body experience, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's with Lindsay, whether it's with my kids, and I'm just like this. Is beautiful. It's a moment. And I have those with Jesus. I have those with the Holy Spirit. And I call those, again, the lucid moments where it's kind of like you woke up for a second from all the stuff that's going on in life and you just see what matters and you just yeah. see what's actually happening. And you can almost see your story unfolding in a moment, which is a beautiful, interesting thing. But again, it comes back to that beholding. I want to go back to something that... Well, it, again, yeah, it's me in that moment seeing her for who she yeah. is. Yeah. And just the beautiful... And enjoying Wonder, that is Katrina Moore. And appreciating. Yeah. Absolutely. And not like, oh, what are we going to do and planning and all that. You're just enjoying and appreciating, which, by the way, um, I, want, I want to go back to patterns and habits and all that. We're, we're told to behold and, and to enjoy and to, to pause and to do all of that every week. <laughs> like that's part of the design of now, maybe not 
to that lucid moment, extreme, whatever. It's sometimes that just hits you. You don't actually go seek it. It just kind of happens. Um, but every week we're to pause and to behold and to behold what God has done and what we've been a part of in that week and to, to behold our family and our relationship with God. That's called the Sabbath. It's all throughout scripture. God commands it, even made it into the 10 commandments that, that we're to have that pause and enjoy and appreciate and, and to behold what God has done and what he's doing in our lives. But there is this kind of repeat throughout the year. So, there's, yeah, there's a weekly pattern. There's also this yearly pattern. And to come back to, again and again, the same story in the Bible, that we're to go back, you know, and with the people of Israel, it was the Exodus. Hey, go back and remember what God did for Israel in the Exodus, because it's actually a beautiful picture and foreshadowing of what Jesus was going to do. And and it's to constantly remind us of it. I was reading this thing about Coach Dabo. He's the Clemson football coach who went from, he was like an assistant coach. They fired the head coach. They brought him in. And since then, he came in like, oh, this is a temporary deal. But he's like, nope, I'm going to treat this like I'm the head coach. And it's been one of the winningest teams. Is winningest a word? It is today. It is today. Uh, But he talked about every year, he starts over with the team. He does all the things that he teaches culturally with that team that first year. He does it again. Even if they're seniors sitting there, they've heard this now for the fourth time, and he takes them through the exact same thing every year as if it's a brand new team that day. And and he says, because I'm building culture. And if we think about what is God doing with his people, he's building culture, right? Yeah. When we're to pray, we pray, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Take the culture of heaven and let's live it out on earth. Well, to get there, we we have to behold we have to pause. We have to ponder the things that God has done, that God has promised, that God is doing and will do. And, and that's just part of building the culture of his church. You just use the word ponder. Mm-hmm. You read that passage in Luke chapter 2. So it's behold the gospel. Mm-hmm. Shepherds get fired up. They go tell everybody, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're in awe and wonder of everything. But then it talks about Mary. Mm-hmm. And it says, and I think this is how we behold she pondered and she treasured these things in her heart. Mm-hmm. Ponder is your brain. Treasure is your, is your, your heart. heart, your soul. And I, I think, to your point, if we could take some time in this season and ponder mm-hmm. that God became a man, mm-hmm. you know. Mary, did you know? I've heard it a million times. But that's a freaking great song. Mm-hmm. If you ponder the lyrics of the reality of that song, uh, you're beholding the gospel. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, right? Yeah. Uh, to treasure, what does this mean for me personally? Um, how has God changed my life? Where would I where would I be without His grace? Yeah. Right. And you and you ponder and treasure and you ponder and treasure. And I I think the result of beholding, which is pondering and treasuring, mm-hmm. is peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can't know God without experiencing peace. Mm-hmm. And you can't have any understanding of God without having an understanding of real peace. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the secret of peace uh, in any season is learning to behold. And it's just all right there in that passage of Scripture right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. You just you just hit one of them. What What are some of the questions that we can ask to ponder to, to really behold, you just said, you know, where would you be without God's grace in your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the questions I used to ask students when they're like, I don't really have this great 
you know, life change story of I, you know, I grew up far from Jesus. My life was crazy. And then I met Jesus and it all turned around. And I would say, well, where would your life be had you never met Jesus to begin with? And they're like, oh man, I would, I would be doing this and this would be my life. And this is, I'd have no hope and all that. Like, yeah, that's, that's your story. That's the story of what God's grace has done in your life. So that, that's one question. Where would you be today if it weren't for God's grace in your life? What are some other good, like, if I'm going to sit by the fire, I'm going to sit outside or I'm going to look out at, you know, the sunset, I'm just going to ponder what, what are some good questions for me, just my own reflection, my own time with God uh, to ponder, to behold, to, to really put that into practice. Let me, let me change it just a little bit. Go for it. It's a little, um, it's exercise that I gave our staff this morning Mm -hmm. and some of the training you and I were doing. Um, Take a verse of scripture Mm -hmm. and give yourself 30 minutes Yeah, for one verse. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with that one. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you who is Christ the Lord. Okay. I could tell you've done a lot of Christmas messages over yeah, the years. I've you got that few. one down. Done a few. Um, for 30 minutes, look at that verse and write down everything that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to go for five minutes solid and you're going to kill it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And you're going to write down things that you notice and see. And and then all of a sudden, it's going to come to a screeching halt, mm-hmm. and you're going to think you're done, and you got 25 minutes left. Mm-hmm. And ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you give me the questions I should be asking? Mm-hmm. And just wait. And just start unpacking that verse. Mm-hmm. Things that come to mind, you write some things down. And here, here's, what's, here's what's going to happen. The most insightful powerful things that God's going to reveal to you are not going to come in the first five minutes. That's right. It's going to come in minute 28, mm-hmm. and he's going to hit you with something you never thought of, and the word behold, like I was talking about, mm-hmm. it's going to leap off the page at you, and and he's just going to take you past information. We talked about this on the last podcast, past information to a demonstration of his presence, mm-hmm. and it's going to take you to a whole nother level. And there's a chance you might look up and it's been 45 minutes and you've just been writing and yeah. That's what it would mean to ponder. Mm-hmm. And the problem with pondering is it requires some discipline. That's right. Because you have to make yourself sit there mm-hmm. and, you, and you have to let yourself think this and just, not be distracted. And you have to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal some things to you. This just popped into my head. When I was engaged to Lindsay, we're doing premarital with my grandparents and they gave us this assignment. Hey, write down... I think it was a hundred things that you love about Lindsay. Lindsay, go write down a hundred things. And maybe it was 50. I forget what it was. And we came back. It took forever. Like the first ones, I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Wrote them all down. You got to 11. Yeah. And then I, and then I actually <laughs> yeah. had to like really think about like, what is it? I, I got 89 Lindsay. to go. Yeah. And then I finally got to that. And we came back and they go, all right, your assignment this week, another 50 can't be the same as those ones. Oh, man. So I went back and now I really had to ponder really had to behold, like really had to think about those things and write them out. And they did this like four weeks in a row. And I'm like, but there, there was always more, there was always more to mind, to, to behold, to ponder, to think about, to go, wow. And yeah, actually I do love this and I do love it. And what they were doing is they were training us to behold. They were training us to ponder. They were training us to, to look for those things and also to write it down so we could say those things. We would share that with each other. And, um, and, it, and it was just to create that habit. And then finally on like week four, they had mercy and they're like, all right, just make that a habit. <laughs> you don't have to actually do the assignment. Uh, but I think there's something to that in our relationship with God is, is learning to pause long enough uh, to train our brains to look for those things, to think about those things. Uh, there was a day and time in church history that we would talk about having quiet times. And then it became like, oh, that's just legalism, churchy. There were some really good things about quiet times, about having that 
I'm going to pause. I'm just going to be in the presence of God. Maybe I'm going to read a passage, think about it, journal something. And each person's different. So again, this is this is descriptive, not prescriptive um, in, in the realm of, you know, you don't have to go do these things. But these are all just good disciplines that, that help people over the years, for thousands of years, connect with God and, and really to ponder. Yeah. The beauty of Christmas is in the beholding. Mm-hmm. And I would say as we wrap the podcast up today, um, don't let the season go by without taking the time to behold. Yeah. What does that mean? What well, means to ponder mm-hmm. and it means to treasure mm-hmm. uh, the beauty of the gospel and the beauty of Christmas and the beauty of when we couldn't work our way to God. You know, this is Christmas. God is telling you, you can't work your way to him. Mm-hmm. So in love and mercy and grace and truth, he worked his way to us. Uh, behold the good news of great joy for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you, who is Christ the Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.